0: Good afternoon, Packers fans. Aaron Nagler here with your Packers Daily Chat, coming to you live on the Cheesehead TV social channels. It is Friday, and the Packers have wrapped up another week of preparation to take to the gridiron to represent the greater metropolis of Green Bay, Wisconsin, and fans all over the world as we watch Bryce Young throw for 400 yards. I'm kidding, I'm kidding, I'm kidding. I'm trying not to. Trying not to get down, trying to think and how the Packers are going to march into Charlotte and take care of business. That's the hope. That's what I'm sticking with, though. Man, it's a banged-up group, as per usual, with the Green Bay Packers towards the end of the season. Take a look at this injury report today. My goodness. 19 dudes listed on the injury report. We've already got Devondre Campbell, Luke Musgrave, and Darnell Savage declared out. And Musgrave, we already knew that was going to be the case, as well as Campbell. So Savage was the only real kind of potential question there. But he is out, and you see Jair Alexander at the top there listed as questionable, but also a limited participant all week. So if the trend continues. He probably won't play on Sunday either. So there'll be a seventh week in a row for Jair Alexander missing football games. Good times, good times around the Green Bay Packers, and man, the Panthers are in such dire straits. They're coming off a game; they're only only their second win in the entire season, and now they're looking to string a couple together. And we've all seen how the Green Bay Packers can be your get-right game. Um, hopefully, the Packers are able to get after it up front, get Young off the spot, and maybe create a turnover or two, and Give Jordan Love and the offense some opportunities to put this one away early. God knows if it comes down to a fourth quarter, got to have it moment against the Carolina freaking Panthers. I don't know, man. Watch party is going to be distraught. Let's let's put it that way. Hello everybody in the comments section. So good to see everybody. Hope you're all doing well. Dennis is here. What's up, Dennis? New York Cheesehead. Hello. Soder's here. What's up, Soder? So good to see everybody. Hope you're all doing well. We got Ed Pierce starting us off with a super chat. What's up, man? Hey, Joe B., Santa gets really pissed when the D plays like crap on Christmas Eve Day. That's a fact. We got messages to Santa in the the chat now. That's good. Darren, howdy from Iowa. Hello from New York City. Uh Uh-oh. Am I reverberating? Sorry. Let me make sure I've got the correct settings here. No, I should. I should. I'm on the right mic and... Everything? Is everybody else doing okay, sound-wise? Pogs, you're the only one saying that, so I I think it might be on your end, buddy. More Aaron Jones this game. Sly, sure feels like it will be. Um, He's not listed on the injury report at all. So, uh, feels like this could be a game where they actually utilize Aaron Jones. I know. (laughs) You've heard that before. It's a good running joke. But, um, yeah, he's completely off the injury report. We saw how they utilized him at least early on in that game against the Buccaneers. Maybe that'll be more of what we'll see with Aaron Jones available and not on a snap count, hopefully, uh, on Sunday. Sounds good, yeah. Yeah, Pogs, I would check your, your uh, setup, man, because everyone else is saying it sounds fine. Uh, maybe run the ball every play and maybe keep our defense off the field. I mean, Michael, you joke and you – know, Somewhat funny, but I will say that's like playing ball control. Not a terrible idea. I don't think it's an awful call. I mean, that was pretty damn successful against the Chiefs. You know, I, I do think there's something to be said for running the football, shortening the game, and giving opposing offenses fewer opportunities to march it down the field on our defense. I don't think that's a, a terrible idea. For all the bad losses to the Giants, we still got the Eagles' Deshaun Jackson punt return game from them in 2010, which helped us get into the playoffs. That's true, Brett. Sorry, guys. Yeah, my my cold is definitely coming back, which I apologize for. Michael C., what's up, man? Remember when Panthers kicker Shane Graham missed a game-tying 24-yard field goal in 2002? That was a fun game. That was a fun game. You know what wasn't a fun game? When Steve Berline ran a quarterback draw to win in Lambeau Field, as pictured on the Packers Daily Thumbnail today. That one was not fun. If we can just get to the red zone, we will be fine. Carney, I I think there's something to that because Carolina has not been great as far as their red zone defense goes. I mean, I don't think they're terrible, but um, the problem is the Packers have been pretty poor in the red zone. And I know Matt was asked about it today. I think Wildey asked him about what they're – possibly working on at this point in this season you know kind of figure you are what you are but uh yeah they have not been good although it's it's odd because they were so, so lights out those first couple weeks um but then yeah the most the balance of the season has not been kind in the red zone uh, they've got to be more efficient down there you know they can't be going what one for four one for three what have you you gotta gotta get the ball in the end zone Gots to do it. Callum, no, I don't think Matt LaFleur is losing the locker room. Absolutely not. Joe, what's up, man? Any concerns Packers are so focused on fixing what happened last week that they won't be focused enough on the upcoming opponent? No, Joe, they're professionals. Absolutely not. Um, there's zero doubt that the tape was undoubtedly a hard watch on Monday. and I know they had a forum to speak about whatever they wanted to. But, you know, come Tuesday, that's that page is turned. You come into the building on Wednesday, and it's all about the Panthers. So, uh, yeah, I'm not concerned about that at all. Andrew, what's up, man? What happened in between the Niner and Viking game? The Niner and Viking game? In between the Niner and Viking game? not quite sure what you're asking there, Andrew. Sorry, man. Uh, Could you uh, be a little bit more specific? Oh, Nathan, what's up? Merry Christmas and a Happy New Year, Nags. Love you, buddy. Thank you, Nathan. Right back at you. I hope everybody's... uh, either en route or where they're going to be for Christmas safely and surrounded by friends and family and people you love and love you and hope everyone has a great great weekend and a great Christmas. Um, yeah, and needless to say, I will not be having a Packers Daily on Christmas. Uh, the day after Christmas, Boxing Day as they call it across the pond, that will be the return of Packers Daily next week. <laughs> Soda well, time to start drinking. One o'clock Sunday, going to get here fast. <laughs> I feel you, buddy. I feel you. Any chance we see Caleb Jones this year? Robert, I, I don't think it's an impossibility, but I'd be very, very surprised. Pretty obvious that he's on the uh, Josh Nyman plan as far as just kind of redshirting him, right? Two years in a row. It's essentially what they did with Nyman. Though Nyman at least played a couple of special team snaps his second year. I mean... Yeah, Jones is basically, you know, been on the sideline in street clothes the entire season. Um, but I, I've said it, I've said it all summer. These last two years, I really like like they've got there. I'm fascinated to see if they bring him back and give him a real chance next summer. And not even, I don't suspect to win a job, but you know, to at least be a depth piece. I think he could be a pretty damn good swing tackle. We'll see if he gets that opportunity. Uh, Andrew to the defense in between those games we we haven't played the Niners have we am I losing my mind oh do you mean the Rams I don't know man I, I'm not quite sure what you're asking just because we, the Niner thing is really throwing me off Um, Aaron I know a lot of needs a lot needs to happen but what are the chances we get a wild card spot Corey what's crazy is as down as it has felt around the Packers and as poor as they played on defense against the Buccaneers and the fact that they've lost two in a row to you know quarterbacks they should have beaten up there's still a shot there's still a very realistic shot you know like look yes they 1 billion percent should beat the Panthers on Sunday like Would I be surprised if they lost? No, because they can lose to anybody. But they should win that game, right? So then you go into that Sunday night game against the Vikings. That's a tough task, and I don't think it's going to be easy. But that's a game they can win. Now, uh, you know, it's like I said, I don't think the chances are high, but I think, you know, it's a game they can win. If they win those two, then that sets up the game against the Bears to, you know, finalize the season and give them a shot. Because if they win out, the, with the tiebreakers and things of that nature against the Rams and a couple other teams, then they're probably in. So, yeah, I mean, it's not impossible. Never tell me the odds. But yeah, they got to beat the Panthers first. Ben, thanks for being a Care of the G Club member. Really appreciate it, man. Merry Christmas, Snags. Thank you for all you do. Have a good one. So excited about offense moving forward. Rest, reset on defense. Post season after the season. Thanks, Ben. Yeah, I mean, I don't know how you can't be almost giddy the possibilities of this offense going forward into the next year. I mean, so much so much upside. <laughs> I'm still sick of the gaslighting coming from Barry and Company. Bad day, seriously. Sapod Dog, I would recommend not watching coordinator pressers. You know, the the problem with the pressers on YouTube and basically publicly in general is A, there are way too many of them from the head coach, you know, but because of the insatiable appetite of us as fans, there is so much media coverage and they feel compelled to make the head coach available. And then what used to be an exercise in the media, being able to talk to these guys individually as assistants, the coordinators, the position coaches has now been shoehorned into, okay, we're going to make them available in the media auditorium for that horrible setting where you're not going to get any real answers you're never going to get real insight into anything they're never going to be giving you anything that's close to unvarnished it's you know fine because they're making them available quote unquote but you know back in the day it used to be you'd grab those guys off to the side and have a real conversation and lots of the stuff would be off the record and you couldn't print it or utilize it publicly but you as a media member would actually know what the fuck happened and who was responsible for what. Because these guys were much more forthcoming. And that allowed the beat to work from a place of knowledge. Because now all it is is presentational. It does nothing to inform anybody. And Barry saying whatever he's going to say is only going to be utilized against him. You know, he's never going to throw a uh, you know, a individual player under the bus in any real manner. Like, I know there's been talk about communication and guys not, you know, executing, which is boilerplate coach speak. Every coach says that stuff, you know? But it's like, yeah, I. Just, if, if that frustrates you, just don't watch, man, because you're never going to get anything other than, like, platitudes. That's just the unfortunate truth. Uh... We went from nobody wants to play us to the get-right game. Let's get back to the first one. It is kind of wild, right? There's been a significant swing from October to November to December, and really like a four-week span we went from they're the team that's getting hot at the right time to step right up, get your quarterback right, face the Green Bay Packers. I mean, these are the narratives that take hold, right? And this is kind of of why I understand – Matt LaFleur just letting this season play out when it comes to Joe Barry, right? He's always going to look at the totality and not just be moved by a couple of games. Even as poor as that last game looked. Um, but yeah, it is kind of funny how <laughs> quickly that swung, right? Abdul, what's up? Aaron, do you think Matt LaFleur saying if I had thought it would help, I would have done that before regarding fightering Barry and pointing communication is interpreted by players as blaming them? Man, you guys are working overtime trying to read between the lines here. No, I don't. I think the guys in the locker room love Matt Lafleur. I think it's a really tight-knit group. And I think they also know that he's not telling lies. You know what I mean? Like, there's an idea that, you know, firing Joe Barry will magically change everything on the field. And it will change some things. It will certainly change the, the approach as far as the plays that are being called. But at some point, guys do have to fucking execute and do have to get the calls and do have to know where they're supposed to be. And, you know, that's all there on film. So I don't, you know, I don't see Matt saying any of that as kind of turning into the players somehow interpreting it as, oh, you're to blame. I mean, they're all part of it. Joe, the players, the assistants, you know, you are all part of what gets put on the tape, but the players are the ones on the field. You know, at some point, it's hard not to talk about it. And again, what we were just talking about with Joe Barry, I mean, Matt is going to give him the entire season. For as horrible as the Bucks game looked, they looked pretty damn good in Detroit. You know what I mean? So it's uh, it's never as cut and dry or as black and white as we on the outside try to make it. Uh, Ryan, thanks for the Super Chat, man. Was 2014 Green Bay's last championship-level defense? Yes, the back half. Don't forget, that season started roughly. Uh, And then they did two things. They moved Clay Matthews inside, and they settled on Micah Hyde at the nickel. And once they did that, they took off. And towards the end, yes, absolutely, championship-level defense was being played. No question. How long have I known Corey? Whoo, baby. Since 1996. First year I met Corey was at North Carolina School of the Arts, and we... Met That was my freshman year. He was a junior. And we became friends because of the Packers, and we watched the Packers win the Super Bowl together uh, at uh, our friend's house. So, yeah, 1996. Abdul, thanks again, man. Also, do you think Murphy will get involved in our new D coordinator hire? No, I don't. I think there's a possibility that goodikins gets involved or at least has a voice in the process, right? I'd be absolutely shocked if Murphy got involved. I mean, I'm not going to say it's impossible or it's never going to happen, but I'd be pretty surprised. Overpowered by Funk. What's up, man? I haven't seen you in a while. So I spent five dollars to recommend that you give Shorzy and Letter Kenny a watch a few weeks back. Here's ten dollars to follow up. I'm sure you're busy, but your last you'll laugh your ass off. I hope. Okay, I'm going to write this down. Hold on. Shorzy okay. and Letter Kenny. All right, it is. It is in the notes. I love it. I'm all in, dude. I'm all in. I appreciate the support. Rob, what's going on, man? I missed the sax intro slash outro on the music. See, Rob, that's funny you say that. I love that part. And the way I used to have it was because I loved that sax. And because I wanted to make sure it got included. It made it a very long intro, though. But I hear you, man. I hear you. I should make that. I mean, it's like, you know, it's just uh, royalty-free music that I found on a service, so I shouldn't make it available somehow as a download or something. But you're right, that sax is dope. Now I appreciate you staying positive, diehard like yourself. Still have my Ray Nitschke '66 jersey I got for Christmas as a little kid, Dean. That is dope. Have you seen Corey's Ray Nischke hat? That thing's cool as hell. I love that though, man. Every NFL fan has something to complain about their team's play. I bet Eagles fans are complaining they are 10-3 and 3 or whatever. Oh, my God. Are you kidding me? I saw a tweet after the game on Monday night in Seattle where they lost about some dude talking about how he's not sold anymore on Jalen Hurts. On Jalen Hurts! Playing sick! Like, man, fans are the worst. They're the best, but they're the fucking worst, man. It's yeah. There are plenty of Eagles fans that are, you know, the sky is falling. They want to fire all their coordinators, not just their defensive coordinator. They want to fire everybody all the time. that's yeah, Philly. But yeah, a lot of that. Uh, what else we got? Oh, Justin, there's an off the beaten path question. Favorite Depeche Mode song? It's all it has been since I heard it the first time in 1984 or six or so mid 80s uh it's a song it's an album track called it doesn't matter on some great reward um it's one of martin's early ballads and it is by far my favorite thing depeche mode's ever done and i've got lots of other favorite dm songs obviously but that has always been my favorite absolutely love it people up in here talking rex ryan for defensive coordinator whoo baby it is time to pour myself a drink. Uh, Nags, I'm torn between this. If we lose to the Panthers, we continue the misery of the Bears, and they lose the first-round pick. On the other hand, if we lose, no playoff shot. LOL. The misery of Bears fans feels so good. Ha <laughs> ha. Man, uh, look, I'm never, ever, ever, ever gonna root for the Packers to lose. Obviously, right? But yeah, it'd be hilarious. That would be a hilarious kind of addendum. Man, uh, look, you're talking about Bears fans, all I care about is beating the Bears in Week 18. That is all I care about. I care more about that than making the playoffs. I cannot go all offseason with these fucking Bears fans up in my mentions talking about how, oh, we're going to come take over the North or some bullshit like they did all last off offseason. There is no more confident human on the face of the planet than a Bears fan in the offseason. There just isn't. Uh, what else we got? Who was my favorite def- Packers defensive coordinator? Oh, fit Fritz Schirmer, of course. Although I will say, I talk about this often, but, like, everyone remembers Fritz so fondly for good reason because they had a really great defense, right? They had good players, good coordinator. But, man, we were, as fans, very frustrated at times with Fritz because he rarely sent pressure. I mean – I'm not saying he was Joe Barry, but he like he let those guys up front do the work. And, you know, as the years went on, he started to get a little bit more inventive and or aggressive with Leroy Butler and the guys. But, yeah, he was, uh, he was very much, you know, I want to get home with four kind of guy. And it frustrated us to no end um, at times. But they were so good up front. You know, you got Reggie White up there. You got Sean Jones on the, the bookend. You got Dotson. Gilbert doing work on the inside, like, you you can work with those four. You know what I mean? But, yeah, Fritz, I mean, his book, his book on defensive football is still a must read. And it's so crazy how, you know, it's like decades old, but it's still so pertinent. It's really good stuff. Do I think coach will regularly utilize both tight ends when Luke returns, or do you think they will be fighting to be tight end one, like wide receiver fight? that position. No, I think they'll be utilized quite a bit together on the field and as options in the passing game, right? And I don't know if they'll ever be a full-fledged, like, that's your number one. Um, I think they're hopefully going to be pretty interchangeable. You know, maybe what you're asking them to do might be different and what you, like, lean on, kind of like with Keith Jackson and Mark Chamura as the kind of gold standard, right? And I'm not saying they're going to be that, but the way Holmgren utilized the two of them really caused fits for defensive coordinators as far as who do you kind of focus on, who you're rolling coverage to. Well, Keith Jackson was the real downfield threat, right? But Chamora made so many plays underneath and kind of in the flat. And and then when you just thought, okay, that's all he does, then they would send Chamora down the seam. You know, I could very well see Musgrave and Kraft being utilized like that. Because you, obviously you know Musgrave's the burner, right? So you're going to play him differently than you play Kraft, but that doesn't mean Kraft can't give you something down the field. Uh, I think the possibilities are, re- I'm not going to say limitless, but they're really exciting. I, I'm really looking forward to that. Alright buddy, I'm going to have to get going. Oh wait, after I get Mimsy's super chat here. If the Packers win out, what are the chances Matt falls in love with Joe all over again and keeps him? Merry Christmas and go Pack Go. That's the percentage. If they win out, there's a 17.5% chance that Matt falls in love with Joe Barry all over again. Soder. Bob Sloick for one game was spectacular. You remember that? man? I know you do, Soder. The the idea that Sloick, like the whole summer, remember, he was going to be aggressive and he had all these blitz packages. And then that first, and I think it was a primetime game if I remember right, That first night, it was like, oh, my God, so many blitz, so much pressure. I mean, he, like, hit engage eight, like, over and over and over again, and the Packers won, and it was so exciting. And I remember as fans, we were all like, this is awesome. And then legit the next week, and I can't remember who the team was, but they just, like, ran screens and slants and just destroyed everything he tried to do with pressure. And that was the beginning of the end for Bob Slowick. Carl, what's up? Merry Christmas and happy holidays to the whole Cheesehead TV crew and all of us Cheesehead TV fans. Thank you so much, Carl. Merry Christmas, everybody. I hope you all have a great holiday wherever you are, whoever you're with. Um, Can't wait to be on Watch Party with you and watch the Packers get this W, set up a big, big, big showdown with the Vikings on New Year's Eve. Um, Thanks so much, everybody. Please do me a monster favor. Hit like on the video. Subscribe to the channel. And then tell your friends and tell your family. Cheesehead TV, we are devoted to Green Bay Packers fans worldwide. Thanks a lot, everybody. Have a great night. Go Pack Go.